Welcome to another episode of Strengthening Devotional. It brings me great joy that I'm able to bring God's word to you week after week as we partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. In this week's episode of Strengthening Devotional, we're going to be continuing our series on how to be led by the Holy Spirit, even as we look at the topic, God's voice and my mind, how to rightly discern the voice of God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another opportunity to learn of your ways even through your word. I ask that you breathe upon your word, even by your spirit. Open our eyes to the realities and the truths in your word and cause that we're established in them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Once again, in this week's devotion, we're going to be looking at the topic, God's voice and my mind, how to rightly discern the voice of God. Now, I'm going to be showing you in this week's devotional practical ways to rightly discern the voice of God and also how you can learn to differentiate between when God speaks to you and when your thoughts are just messing with you. Now, let's start off this week's devotional by understanding what the mind is. I'm sure the concept of the mind shouldn't be strange to you. You must probably have an idea of what the mind is, but let's just attempt to give an explanation of what the mind is. Now, the human mind is the seat of man's thoughts imaginations memory and reasoning i'm going to come again the human mind is the seat of man's thoughts imaginations memory and reasoning you've got to understand this that your mind is the faculty that houses different departments called the thoughts the imaginations the memory and the reasoning and the interesting thing about the mind is the mind is closely related to the soul from our previous devotionals we already established that man is a tripartite being that is man is a spirit that has a soul and lives in a body because of this our soul serves as the connecting bridge between our spirit and our body now as we dive in further i just want to quickly ask a question which i will answer right away now the question is this does god speak to our mind back to what i was saying about the tripartite nature of man we've got to understand that god speaks directly to our spirit and not our mind God speaks directly to our spirit and not our mind. This is because for the believer, our recreated spirit is where God dwells by his spirit in us. Our recreated spirit is where God dwells by his spirit in us. And we find this in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 13. The Bible says, Hereby we know that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. So this is the assurance that we know that God dwells in us. He has given us his spirit. So for the new creation, God speaks directly to your spirit. God does not speak directly to your mind. Now, does this mean that God has no use of the mind? That is definitely not true. And I'm going to be showing you in the later parts of this devotional. But for a start, I want you to understand that God does not speak directly to your mind. He speaks directly to your spirit as in he speaks directly to your spirit because that is where he dwells by his holy spirit when god created and formed man the three compartments of man were designed to perform different functions so although our spirit receives directly from god our body is wired to only carry out what the mind has processed let me go over what i just said one more time although our spirit receives directly from god our body is wired to only carry out what our minds has processed. Our body is not wired to carry out that which our spirit has received directly from God. That's not the way God created and formed man. There was a structure God put in place that the spirit is meant to receive directly from God. 
and then that our spirit man that has received directly from God is meant to communicate those things that have been received to our minds and then our minds in turn translates those things to our body so that our body can act on it. This is a simple summary of the structure God put in place when he created man. Now then, this is where proper understanding comes into play. Because even as believers, not every thought in our minds are always in line with God's voice. Now, the reason is not far-fetched. I already established it, that God directly speaks to our spirit and not to our minds. What this means, therefore, is that we can be saved yet still have carnal desires. Of course, this is not meant to be so, but it can happen. And so we find believers today, many at times, who still have carnal desires. It does not mean they are not saved. It does not mean they are not born again. It just means that our minds are still being controlled by that old sinful nature. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 6 that for to be carnally minded is death and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So it means that a saved man can still be carnally minded. Because when we get saved, remember that at initial salvation, our spirit is reborn. Our mind is not reborn. Our body is not reborn. Because at initial salvation, it is our spirit that is recreated, not our body or our mind, right? So it is possible for a believer to still have carnal desires. It is possible for a believer to still be carnally minded. It does not mean it is the right thing to do, but it is a possibility. Are you following what I'm saying? So what does it mean to be carnally minded? To be carnally minded simply means allowing the nature that is prone to sin still control your mind and then to be spiritually minded just means letting the holy spirit control your mind and so as believers we must deliberately subject our minds to the mind of christ now we are getting into the crux of this devotional we must deliberately subject our minds to the mind of christ don't forget where we are coming from we are discussing the subject of god's voice and the mind We must understand that if our minds will play the role that God has designed for it to play, where our work with Him is concerned, we must deliberately subject our minds to the mind of Christ. This means that we begin to pattern our thoughts after the thoughts of God. Little wonder the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 that let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Even though we find now that part of the scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16 that the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. Back to Philippians 2.5, the Bible says we must allow the mind of Christ be in us. So this means that we must subject our minds to the thinking pattern of Christ. In the next few minutes, I'm going to show you practical ways through which you can subject your mind to the mind of Christ and pattern your thinking alongside the pattern of Christ. And I'm also going to be showing you practical ways to distinguish between God's voice and your thoughts. Now, the first thing I want you to note where distinguishing between God's voice and your thoughts or subjecting your mind to the mind of Christ is that God's voice is always consistent with the scriptures. God does not contradict his word. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and verse 8, very popular scripture, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. So it means that God does not change. He is the same. Now, if you remember, according to the scriptures, Jesus is not only referred to as the Son of God, he's also referred to as the Word of God. And so we can learn to trust the Word of God because we know the Word of God cannot change because Jesus cannot change. So the Word of God is the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. So God's voice will never ever contradict what he has said in his word. When God speaks to us, the end point is to make us more Christ-like in our experience. What this simply means is that every time that God speaks to us, he just wants us to be more Christ-like. You know, I could share a few personal experiences on this, but that's not really where I want us to go into today. I just want us to establish our understanding founded in the scriptures. And so the first thing I want you to note is that God's voice is always consistent with the scriptures. It does not contradict. God's voice never contradicts his word. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12 verse 2 that we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then we will be able to test and approve what the will of God is. The reason why many of the times we still struggle to separate God's voice and our minds is because we have not renewed our minds enough with the word of God. If we go back to Romans chapter 12 verse 2 again, we will see there that the Bible says when our minds are renewed, we would be able to approve what the will of God is. What this means is that our minds become so full of the word of God such that whatever thoughts that are not consistent with the scriptures are sieved out of our minds automatically. And so like David, we must learn to hide the word of God like a treasure in our hearts. Another thing about the word of God that is worthy of note is that the word of God contains his thoughts. God thinks. Yes, you had me right. God thinks. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, very popular scripture. The Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think of you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So God thinks. And the word of God contains the thoughts of God. The word of God contains the thoughts of God. Also, the Word of God is living and active. The Word of God is alive because God is alive. The Word of God is alive because God is alive. Glory to God. And God exalts His Word on par with His name. He honors His Word on par with His name. Whatever thing we hear in our thoughts, as far as it does not honor the integrity of God's Word, it does not honor God. Definitely, it cannot be from God. Do you see? So the word of God must be understood and applied correctly. That's what the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. I want you to note something there. It says all scripture, not some scripture, not a portion of scripture, not a part of scripture. Why is this important? If you remember the temptation of Jesus, when the devil came to meet with Jesus, the devil brought scriptures, right? And then Jesus confronted him back with scriptures. But one thing that you must understand is that the devil was taking those scriptures out of context. So the word of God must be properly understood and applied. So it's not enough to know scriptures alone. You must be able to understand it and you must be able to understand its proper application. You must be able to understand the context to which certain scriptures are written. That's why the Bible says all scripture, not a part, not a portion. So when the devil came to Jesus, he brought a lot of those scriptures out of context, but Jesus knowing the right application of those scriptures could confront him back. Do you see? So we must not just know scriptures alone. We must understand the right context and the application of these scriptures. Now, another way you learn to distinguish God's voice and your thoughts is through prayer. Now, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 17 that the sinful nature wants to do that which is opposite to what the spirit wants. And the spirit also wants to do that which is opposite to what the sinful nature wants. Do you see this now? And so what that means is that a lot of times 
the will of the flesh usually would want to contradict the will of the spirit. And so if you're going to learn to separate between carnal desires and the things that God has spoken to your spirit, which have now been translated to your mind, you must learn to pray, especially when you find it difficult to separate between God's voice and your noisy thoughts. In fact, particularly, you must learn to pray, especially when you find it difficult to separate between God's voice and the noisy thoughts in your mind. Particularly, you must learn to pray in the spirit. You must learn to pray in tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 14 in Amplified Classic, the Bible says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. But my mind is unproductive, it bears no fruit and helps nobody. And so if we learn to pray more in tongues, especially when we are confused and we are trying to separate between God's voice and those noisy thoughts in our hearts, praying in the spirit helps to suppress the power of those thoughts and then it causes our spirit man to be empowered by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, our spirit man can accurately download the speakings of God to our minds. So prayer is a very powerful tool in being able to discern God's voice rightly. Another benefit of praying where discerning God's voice is concerned is the reassuring peace that comes from prayer. You see, if our thoughts glorify God, we would often know during or after prayer. That very popular scripture talks about prayer in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make your request known unto God. Now if you look at the next verse, which is where I'm really going to in verse 7, the Bible says, and the peace of God which and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. What this means is that peace is one of the aftermaths of prayer. And so if we can only practice praying more when we are confused as to whether we add God or was it our thoughts that was just speaking, if we learn to pray more, that peace that comes as a result of prayer helps us to discern properly if those thoughts are in line with the speakings of God or if they are just our thoughts messing around. Now the third way that you can discern the voice of God rightly as opposed to your thoughts is the way of love. The Bible says God is love. So whatever is not done in love for God or love for fellow men will most likely promote sin. So you have to check those thoughts coming to your mind, do they really honor God? Do they really showcase love for God? Do they really showcase love for other people? If they do not, there is a high probability that that is not God speaking to you. There is a high probability that that is not God speaking to you because whatever things go against God's love definitely cannot be his voice. God is love. If those thoughts contradict the believer's love work, then it definitely cannot be God's voice. Now, the final way I want to show you that you can discern the voice of God as opposed to your thoughts is through patience. This is one aspect a lot of us are guilty of. We are not patient. You see, when God speaks, He stands the test of time. I see this area of patience is one area that a lot of us are guilty of. We are not patient enough to want to hear God well. So a lot of times when God speaks, He does not just speak with respect to the present circumstance. Rather, He speaks from an eternal standpoint and it will take patience for us to be able to walk in alignment with the speakings of God. The Bible talks about the heroes of faith in Hebrews. The Bible says that they through faith and patience obtained the promise. And so patience is very key to rightly discerning the voice of God. As I begin to round up this week's devotional, you've got to understand that your thoughts are very powerful. If your thoughts are not powerful, God will not give it to you in the first place. 
all right Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to his mighty power working you so your thoughts are important to God but the thing is this his thoughts are always higher than our thoughts his ways are always higher than our ways we see this in Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 8 to verse 9 the Bible says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways says the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts do you see so God expects that even though he wants to use our thoughts he gave us our mind right because he wants to use our mind so even though God wants to use your thoughts he's trying to make you understand from the two scriptures I just read now in Ephesians 3 20 and Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 8 to verse 9 you must understand that even though your thoughts are important to God his own thoughts for you are more important so what should you do remember what I said earlier on you must let the mind of Christ be in you you must subject your mind to the thinking pattern of God because his thoughts are higher than yours you must learn to guard your heart and even your thoughts with due diligence because out of it flows all issues of life I want to give you an illustration which I believe might aid your understanding of all that we have said so far you see you cannot control birds from flying over your roof but you can stop them from building a nest on your rooftop. What this means is this. We might not be able to control these thoughts that wander here and there. We might not be able to control these cloudy thoughts in our minds a lot of times. But we can control the things that we allow to form strongholds in our minds. So I want to encourage you to practice those four things that I shared on how to rightly design the voice of God. Which is number one, God's voice will never contradict his word. Number two, you must be given to prayer. Number three is the way of love. And number four is patience. The final verse I want to share with you is from Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13, which says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do that which pleases him. Let your faith be rest assured in this, even when those thoughts wander from here to there, that God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do that which pleases him. I trust this week's devotional blessed you greatly. See you next week. Just in case you're here to follow us on Instagram, please do so at Exodus Global. And if you have questions, you can send us a DM on our Instagram page or reach out to us directly through Telegram. We would love to take questions. We would love to help you bring clarity to certain things. Maybe you didn't understand some things I mentioned in the devotional. We would love to take questions from you and help you in your progress and joy in the faith. Till next week, we love you. We celebrate you. God bless you. would love to help you bring clarity to certain things maybe you didn't understand some things i mentioned in the devotional would love to take questions from you and help you in your progress and joy in the faith till next week we love you we celebrate you god bless you